You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Welcome back to The Real Wealth Show. We're going to do another Real Wealth Story with Rich Fetke. <laughs> and Shane and Lily. Who have been Real Wealth members, but they kind of started their journey years ago on their own and have both been able to quit their high-tech jobs that they say were soul-crushing. So we're going to find out why and how they've been able to achieve that. Well, Shane and Lily, thank you so much for being on The Real Well Show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, so we're excited to hear your story. We know a little bit about it. Very inspiring, but going from the tech industry and corporate to being financially independent on your own now. So can't wait to hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to jump in and say, I mean, when you're starting out in life, getting a job at a big tech firm, that's a really big deal. And people are generally pretty excited. And then they start to, you know, that starts to wane. And I'm wondering why, like, why did it suddenly become, uh, you know, more of a soul crushing experience? Uh I mean, it depends on the company. Uh, some companies, of course, you know, they treat their employees like they're dispensable, right? And, mm, for know, sure. I name names here, but um, so it, it can be can be tough. I started on engineering, right? But then I moved to management, and okay. you know, I had to move up the ladder of management. Uh, and over time, yeah. I, I don't know if you had experience in corporate management. It, it becomes it becomes pretty soul crushing. I, I remember. I, <laughs> Got it. D- demanding I, I, demanding your heart and soul, but. Uh... Maybe not not giving it back. <laughs> well, right. I'll give you an anecdote, right? I, I was given the task of laying off a third of my team and oh. they gave me a spreadsheet and I couldn't talk to anybody. Oh, I'm yeah, that is soul crushing. So, yeah. so it, it, it sucked. You know, I, 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 I lost sleep for, for days because you know, I, I was making decisions for people's lives and mm. I, I just had to go by gut and, you know, based on historical mm. data and all that stuff, I couldn't talk to anybody. So why did you guys choose real estate? It seems that there's so many people that put their focus on investing in stocks or, you know, you get your 401k with a company and why real estate? A lot of the real estate stuff was her influence. Our first investment actually was the property in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. where she was going to seminars and she heard about this one provider. And so we got hooked up with the provider and, you know, we said, oh, okay, let's try it. And so we purchased our first rental, uh, actually the first rental out of state. (laughs) Out of state, Uh, got it. But didn't didn't you sell your residence and then move to a new one and then turn the old one into a rental in California? Yes, we, we did that 14 years ago. I bought my first place, and then you bought your first place. Uh-huh. And then uh, later on, I moved into your place. Uh-huh. And so that we sold that place. And then, oh, the, what do we do with the money? So I, I used it to buy another rental. So we bought that one. And then we bought the other state property. And then later on, we moved from the place that we lived together. And then right. we changed that into another rental. And then we had kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that uh-huh. kind of, you know... Uh, put a damper on things uh, for a while because babies, uh, man, they're, they're a lot of work. <laughs> they're a lot of work. Puts a damper on some things, but also highlights others, right? Yeah. 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 So I was in Vegas and on the way back to the airport, there was a taxi guy who, who was driving and he was striking up a conversation with me and I was telling him about, you know, different things. And uh, he then he brought up what he claimed was the fact that he told me never invest in real estate because you you always lose money right? because during yeah. that time, you know yeah the genius of, taxi driver yeah right right <laughs> so I, I came home and i told her lily 
We, we have to buy more properties because the taxi guy just told me not to do it. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's the best time to invest is when um, uh, taxi guys and grandmas tell you not to go invest. Oh, in that's so area. funny. I love that. So, so, so that's when we actually, yeah, uh, we, we started to look for more uh, investment properties. But uh, during the time, it was difficult because with two babies, you know, uh, you know, I remember we were driving to properties. And I would sit in the car with the babies and Lily would run in and look at the house and then she'll come back out and I go, your turn. And I'll run inside while she deals with the, the babies. And, and so it, it was tough. And eventually we looked for help and, and that's when we found a six unit property in Hayward. Oh, um, wow. Nice. That was our first foray into, our first and only foray into mm -hmm. uh, commercial properties, which brought in a whole new set of challenges. Uh, I'm sure like you guys what? know. Well, first uh, commercial all, properties, the, the loan process is I was going to ask about the loan process. Yeah. It's very intrusive, right? I, I wasn't used to it. Like, you know, the, the types of things that they, they want and need is, is very different. So after that, right, we, we maybe bought one more property in the Bay Area. Right? Mm -hmm. And then, so that's yeah, when uh, sure. really went to mm. more... Um, like more meetups meet and, and um, so to learn more about how other people's strategies are and, and like i came across rwn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah excellent yeah so uh real estate was something that we already had some you know we, we dabbled in it already and we saw like we saw uh, some benefits like tax benefits that you don't get with uh, the other equities for example Mm -hmm. And also, it's a different kind of characteristic. So we do still have our stock investment, but I feel like the volatility is different and it is something that I can work on and it's something in our control. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of our members like the whole uh, having a hard asset too, that's going to be there. It doesn't vaporize. So oh, that's great Good for you. And managing rentals is, is work. A lot of times people say, oh, you know, you're, you're doing rent, so you just sit around doing all nothing, right? Well, you got to manage the property managers too. A lot of times they send questions and, or they don't do something. And, you know, we had experiences with bad property managers, right? We have all kinds of horror stories. Yeah, even just... sometimes a good property manager, they can only do so much. Right, There's right. still things that you need to manage. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Got to buy right. And... Yeah. There's always something you're dealing with. Sometimes the city can be a challenge. Sometimes it's the permitting process. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then let's continue on your journey here. So now you've got your multifamily. What was that? How many units in that? The one in Hayward? Six. Six in that. Okay. And then you, that's when you went out of state? Uh, yeah, we, we, we already had one uh, out of state at that point, uh, the one in North Carolina. So Lily then uh, decided to quit. And my deal with her was that, okay, since you're quitting, you're going to have a little bit more time besides, you know, dealing with children, which again, is like <laughs> a lot of time. Yep. <laughs> don't, don't get me, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right? That, that part is the huge part, but uh, she was able to spend more time doing more research and she, she came across uh, RWN. And that's when she attended more seminars and we started to, to purchase our properties through your help. Yeah. So you guys been great on that. Yeah, nice. So you went to a Real Wealth Live event. Is that what you did? One of the events? Yeah, probably one of the in the bear. So yeah. like before our approach was kind of ad hoc, right? So what we have, then maybe we turn into rental and stuff. So I guess like at that point, we're thinking we should have, you know, a more holistic view of a portfolio and see does this number really work better like is fair really better number better appreciation over time so we did some calculation and we also want to diversify not just between different asset class but also like locationally where we want 
So not just everything in the Bay Area or not everything in one state. So we went to one of the events that you guys usually host in San Mateo. And uh, and, um, I was going to your event for quite a while before we, you know, were able to talk to people. And what I think what I like about RWN is like, besides just how you guys seem to be so on top of it and like, you know, do due diligence and have a great team. And also there's like a community. So you be able to kind of bounce off idea and kind of see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if you just do it by yourself and other people don't really know what you're doing, it's kind of you by yourself too, right? So it's sure. nice to be able to talk to. Yeah, yeah. yeah that support. Yeah. At the end of the day, right, we, we trust you guys, right? So it's the biggest factor for us uh, to work with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, we trust that you and your team to help us navigate uh, again, connecting us to the right set of folks who hopefully will help us with our not just buying, but also managing the property. That's actually a bigger thing than, than buying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Any, any, I, I can go and buy, no problem. It's the, dealing with all the, the stuff for years later. It's, yeah, learn the lessons. Yeah, and it's the <laughs> uh, um, decision point, right? So at each point when we work with a team, like with you guys specifically, like on some syndications or with like the provider that you guys have vetted for, like at each decision point, then I can see, you know, something maybe more risky and then would that be a good thing for the investor? So um, I, I think we appreciate that a lot. And like, you know, some people may ask us like, so we already have a property out of state in North Carolina that we work with some other team, right? So the experience with that was also very just transactional, like, so we bought it and then... We, You're on your own. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel like we got a lot of support afterwards. But, you know, with, with Adrian, you know, I feel like, you know, we have this ongoing relationship, right? So, so then I feel like... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, That's so at the, at the long term, it's something that we can work together on. So. And so where are you now? Do you have a good amount of out-of-state properties? Yeah, well, majority of our properties are for sure out-of-state, right? In, okay. in terms of units. Yeah, in terms of uh, units, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And uh, what states? Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Michigan Alabama. Yeah. Wow. And now, and now we just uh, added a couple in Nevada. Yeah. And North Carolina. Are we buying another one in North Carolina? You Excellent. know, you know, you have a pretty good portfolio when you can't remember what state. Right. I know. I was like, well, well, also when, when, when you, yeah, when you do, <laughs> when you have to do all the state taxes and each one is different and crazy. That's, that's fun that's too. That's when you remember or what, the filing system. What? That's when you get the CPA to handle all that. So oh, what's yeah. the goal? What's the future goal and plans for you guys? Yeah. So we're, we're going to keep uh, expanding our portfolio. The whole point is to get cash flow so that we can continue supporting our lifestyle. Okay. Um, and you know, going back to that journey, right? So when Lily started searching for more properties to buy, the goal was to eventually help get me out of my soul crushing job too, right? <laughs> um, and and uh, so the good news is about a couple of years ago, I, I, I left the industry and I have to tell you, right, a lot of people I work with were shocked. Because yes. you know, they thought I was doing you know, relatively well and right. I was doing, and then they go, "What? I'm going to leave this?" Like, and and especially younger folks. You, you mentioned younger folks. Right? There were engineers who who just started, and they thought this was it, right? They go into the tech industry and they die in the tech industry, or whatever, right. whatever, right? So you know, when when I told them, actually, so a few of them came and talked to me, and they, they, they told me they um, I opened their eyes to the the fact that there are alternatives. That mm-hmm. there are other ways of making a living. 
Um, uh, and so, so we got there, and now uh, we're, we're continuing to expand. We're actually in the middle of a 1031 exchange. This is our first one ever. Wow. Uh, I learned quite a few things that oh, we did learn quite a few things like what not to do because <laughs> we did it. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, like uh, you know, a bunch of last minute things, but we were still going through it and hopefully we can get it all closed in, in the next couple of months because uh, I'll definitely feel better when we, we can get there. Yeah. yeah 1031 I mean, out of that. California. Is that one of your California properties into something else or yeah yeah we, we saw one and we're buying multiple in other states yeah. excellent yeah. so I was saying I wasn't in management and it was a different kind of soul crushing I guess but um I actually still love tech it's just I feel like now I'm not in the big machinery that it free up me up more time to actually do the tech project or whatever other project that I'm interested in like as a freelancer or uh or, or just like, for yourself the uh, projects or yeah, I just call them projects for now. So. For, for, yeah. yeah, for fun. And, you know, <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah. Like that. She, she's definitely more techie than I am uh, now because it's like you could turn this <laughs> into um, what you originally went into your career for, which was your, you know, your love for technology. And that's what more and more people are realizing is that you can become more of a contractor and only take projects that you want and you're your own boss. So you did all this while living in the San Francisco Bay Area, right? Yes. So I'm curious because it's so expensive to live in the San Francisco Bay Area, even if you have two people working with good salaries. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so easy. And then add two kids right into the mix. It can be very difficult to set aside the money needed to invest. So how did you do it? How did you, did you sit down and have a financial plan? Um, or, you know, like, where did you get the money? So the... The money came from our jobs and our equity in the companies that we worked at, right? So we worked at relatively large, com- successful companies. So that that helped. That is the big part of where it came from. But the other magic to this was Lily's spreadsheets, right? So she is the master. <laughs> nice. She, she, she loves spreadsheets. I, I, I hate anything that has to do with forms and spreadsheets. Right? So I'm so happy that she... she... I think it's the S attached to it. So what it means to you, right? So for me, it's a discovery. So I look yes. at the number. It's what I discover, what I can do, and what the possibilities. <laughs> so, so the other part of the, the deal with her was that she would put everything into spreadsheets and she would try to figure out, okay, what are our expenses? What are things that we need to plan for? And you know, how much money do we need to come in every month? Before we can get to the point where you know where I, uh, both both of us can, I think know, another thing was also that we, we just started. So like we started early, right? So that you know if we were to wait till later, you know to wait for more down payment, to wait for more, then then it's getting even harder, right? So if we, yeah. we started early, then we set money aside to do whatever to so that then like, the property increase in value, and then we can use that to roll up to buy other stuff too. I was not from that Hong Kong mindset, right? I didn't know anything about real estate. I just go, oh, you buy a house and you live in it, right? And I never really thought of it as a a real estate investment kind of thing. But uh, yeah, look at us now. (laughs) So you you did have a financial plan then. It does help to have someone who understands and loves spreadsheets for sure. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you don't have someone in the family, you know, you can certainly have your, your CPA do that with you or, you know, some even a, a bookkeeper. bookkeeper. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I know it's not all easy rainbows and unicorns. 
Uh, so what what have been some of the challenges along the way? Uh, challenges. <laughs> there's, there's many. And the lessons yeah, learned, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, also important for, yeah, for our listeners and yeah. viewers. <laughs> so some of the uh, yeah, some of the bigger challenge I would say is that uh, when you're renting homes out, it, there's people involved, right? It's yes. not a computer. It's not a machine. It's not all the so same algorithm. All, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can't just uh, write another routine to make it faster or make it smoother. The problem is that when it comes to dealing with people, there's always going to be uh, emotions and, you know, people not doing what they're supposed to or what they promised and things yeah. like that, right? Then you, you end up uh, having to deal with the consequences, right? I, I would say the, the one of the biggest things sometimes is just not to panic, right? Because a lot of times mm-hmm. I tell my friends who's, uh, who are interested, I say, you're going to do this. Make sure that not only you can sleep at night, but your spouse can sleep at night when mm-hmm. you know someone doesn't Yeah, good advice. Right? That's really good. Because like, you know, if, if you're perfectly cool, but your wife is losing sleep every night, it's not worth it. Don't do this. Yeah, yeah. gotta be partners. Yeah. So I mean, going going back to this, right? There are things like, you know, obviously like sometimes people don't pay rent or whatever and you have to go through eviction processes. I'm, I'm sure lots of people deal with that already. But there's things like, you know, things happen on your property, right? We have one um, where even police was involved, but we didn't panic, right? We, we have a very good property manager who helped us uh, deal with it. Vital. And, and it all worked out, right? We, you know, maybe lost a little bit of money there, but then, you know, we regained it through once we got it all fixed up and, and repaired and, and rented out. So uh, it'll recover. Is this that sometimes it can be a little scary, right? It's, it's, because you're dealing with people and hopefully, you know, folks buy properties in all A neighborhoods all the time, but we don't because we're looking for cash flow. But even even A, a neighborhoods have problems too, right? They're, yeah, yeah. we had a beautiful brand new house, lakefront, uh, that we rented out and they painted it purple inside the whole thing. So, you know, <laughs> you, you, you do never know. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. why we have contingency plans, right? You, you've right. got to have great insurance to cover yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. And also... Reserves. I'm sure you put that in your calculations of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the big thing that I we tend to tell folks is get umbrella insurance. Yes. Get as much as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially you know folks who think that they can just put an LLC and they'll protect them, it doesn't. There's always more money to be made. There's always like a better investment, but you you never know ahead of time. And so like I was like, oh, if I bought more at that time, then I would have. A bigger portfolio that you know has more cash flow, whatever. But there are a lot of things that you don't know ahead of time, and that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what's good enough? And good you know, enough, like, right? Like yeah. any business, there's risks, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like I said, right, if you can't sleep because of the risks you're taking, don't yeah. do it, right? It's not for everyone, to be honest, and right. it'd be very tough on on certain people I know who who fortunately unknown enough about themselves that they, after I told them about this kind of things, they go, no, nah, it's not for me. I don't it's not for me. Yeah. It's, it's not, important yeah. to know that. It's yeah. very important. Yeah. Yeah. With investment re- means risk, right? Investing mm-hmm. in anything means risk. Yeah, but so. I guess like you said, I like, just have a good medication plan. <laughs> I'm curious when you, Lily, when you quit your job and then Jane, when you quit yours, but let's start with Lily, where did you notice a difference in your income because at that point, you were probably able to collect even more tax benefits by becoming a real estate professional. Is, is, did you experience that? Any change in income when you quit? 
Uh, well, obviously the the W two is gone, so I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tax wise, there are different kind of tax write off because, like with W two, then we're not able to take a lot of deduction, and they all have to be deferred, right? So got it. And then you turned your uh, trips out to your rental properties as family vacations, right? Didn't you say that? Yeah, I, I, uh, part of it was. Uh, Oh, we wanted to go to some of these places to meet the providers who yeah. were a place. And uh, yeah, when my friends were going to Hawaii or whatever for vacation, we went to Ohio. Right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a little different vacation. Oh, we too, yeah. Yeah. But uh, interestingly, if we ask our kids what they remember, they remember the swimming pool in the Ohio hotel more <laughs> oh, than that's like great. Disney World. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And, and room service. Sometimes that's all our kids wanted was to sit and watch a movie in a hotel room and get room service. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Disney World was so overwhelming. But, you know, the, the swimming pool at the Ohio hotel in the middle of, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Screen time. <laughs> that is great. Right. Oh, you guys get to do Disney World and right off that trip, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did uh, for uh, when we went to look at properties in Florida, we did go to Disney World. So that that was that was really good. Nice. Yeah, maybe we should buy uh, properties in Hawaii. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> New York well, to overseas. <laughs> I, I believe and talk to your CPA, but as long as you are looking for property, that might count. All right. Yeah. Or going to an event mm-hmm. uh, that's related to real estate. The other thing that about not having a W-2 is that we can no longer do the type of loans that we could before. Yeah. Which makes things complicated. Actually, we went through the learning process of that. And, uh, like you would have kept your job longer and gotten all the loans before you quit, maybe? Well, <laughs> yeah. two, two things. One is I wish we put the properties first all in her name and then all in my name so that we could get 20. Yes. But because we didn't, we hit a 10 limit already. So oh, gotcha. even if I kept my job, I wouldn't have been able to unless we start selling or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, then after not having w two. We had to do the non-conventional loans, and that was uh, a whole other beeswax. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Right. Yeah, I look at my friends who have W two their um, interest rate, and I just cry inside. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know how good they got it. Yeah. Just rich. Just I want to say we, but it was really rich. Just finished a commercial loan that took you only uh, like three or four months, maybe oh, six. Man. <laughs> so, we we got a bottle understand. of champagne after it was all done. <laughs> People don't really know what that means yeah. sometimes. My <laughs> right hand here, and then I okay, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> like, well, thanks so much for being here, you guys. Really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for thanks sharing for your experience and your wisdom, and congratulations on um, continuing to create your dream life. Yeah. Well, thank talk you. to you soon. And thank you for joining us here on The Real Wealth Show. It's always good to have you here, Rich. Good to be here. We're going to have to do another interview soon. And this interview was so much like your book that is coming out soon. Very similar, yeah. I hope we get that published very soon, probably this fall. It's extremely inspiring. And for more information, free webinars and a conversation with our investment counselors who all own lots of real estate and more referrals to teams nationwide who can help you find property and manage them, you can go to realwealthshow.com. It's free to join and you'll get access to so much information to help you on your journey. See ya. Bye-bye.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.